0: Welcome in to another episode of Musings on Madison here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dave Melton, set manager for Second City Hockey. You can find me on Twitter at SEH underscore Dave M. And boy, we're just we, we're having a lot of fun in this first week of the 21-22 <laughs> Blackhawk season, aren't we? Aren't we, class? Isn't everyone just having a great time? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I've, I've got... I've got my usual linemates with me this evening. This is probably very quickly going to turn into a group therapy session because of the way things have gone for the first week. So let's bring them all in. Up first, the analytics darling of Second City Hockey, Shepard Price. Hey, it could be worse.
1: Alex DeBrincat and Patrick Kane could be injured. Because, you know, don't, that don't, happens to teams. Don't That happens, that happens don't, to some teams that they miss just, both of their top two wings for, for weeks on
0: end. Or, or he even your top to two teams. centers before training camp even opens like the Blackhawks last year. So, hey, they, Pia Suter was fine. And, and Dylan Strom, we'll get to him. He deserves to be back in the no, way. No, he's dead now. He, he doesn't exist. He's de- no, I don't yeah, think he's I on the roster.
1: He's dead until he gets traded, and then he's
0: alive again. He's a zombie. Yeah, yeah. Or 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 maybe he'll get a new boss, and then he'll be brought back to life. But but we'll we'll get back to that in a second. Uh, also with us this evening, he is the second city hockey, or he is to second city hockey. What Jeremy Bulm is the Touche amore. It is Mil Savage. Go Bulls. Go Bulls indeed. Uh, as I'm looking right now, they're still up by two in the fourth quarter. So. You know, the one good basketball team in Chicago just finished their championship season. So now maybe we have another good basketball team in Chicago. Yes, congrats
2: um, in order to the Chicago Sky. Yeah, well congrats
0: done. to the Chicago Sky.
2: Hey, there's a good well, Chicago team. And, well and it's, not, it's not the one
1: it was supposed to be. Because we also need to have a group therapy session about that. Because we didn't talk about that last week. I mean. Enough.
0: Yeah. I, I guess we could. I, I don't know what else there is to say. They got their ass kicked by a better team.
1: They need to fire the manager.
0: Oh, well, hey, look, a lot of teams <laughs> need to hey, fire their hey, coach. Hey, <laughs> boy, uh, we're off to a roaring start. Uh, before we get too off on too many more tangents, let's bring in the last member of the usual group. It is Second City Hockey's and Wall of Text, Betsy.
3: Um, I was gonna say that, uh, if you guys hear, I'm like right above where my mom is watching the Braves game, so hopefully you won't hear. She loves to yell at the TV, good or bad.
0: Go, so, Barb's.
3: Hopefully you guys will hear it through the thing, but I, um,
0: I kind of hope we do now. actually, I'm, I'm hoping, I hope somebody's enjoying sports right now.
3: She like Jock's talks over, to baby. the TV sometimes too. Like I'm,
0: do you <laughs> not? I'm,
3: no, not, I mean, <laughs> she sometimes t- talks to like the news people and I'm like, well, nobody cares. Even if they could hear you, those people are dead inside, but at least the sports people probably would um, pay attention. So, I hope they do well. I don't personally care, but for my mom's sake, I hope.
2: <laughs> October, <laughs> oh, no. baby, go bar. Oh, no. oh
1: no, this is a bad time to say that I'm hoping that the Dodgers win the World Series because karma. Either way, either Mookie Betts beats beats the team that traded him because they're cheap, or or they beat the fucking Astros.
3: All no. I know is that the Braves like were up in the last game, and then people were like, "Oh no, they've they've done it. They're gonna pull that Atlanta team." <laughs> like we can't ever be ahead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> were they winning twenty eight to three at any point? Or no, I don't talk about that. <laughs> Jesus, that'd be a hell. That'd be a hell of a. Baseball It'd be impressive too. in baseball, but you know, an Atlanta team could blow that lead even if they were scoring by one at a time.
2: Yeah. Dave, I feel like you may have seen that lead before in high school covering a game. It happens.
0: <laughs> uh twenty seven to two rings a bell. So I think. It was probably like think, some
2: Andrean blowout.
0: No, it was it was in Central Indiana, and I think they stopped the game because some kids were throwing rocks at the center fielder. So oh, they had nice. to stop the game and call the cops. Um, yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> so there you go. Um holy shit. So speaking of terrible teams that are getting blown out, the 2021, 2022 Chicago Blackhawks, ladies and gentlemen, four games, oh three and one. They have been outscored, I think it's 15 to 2 in five on five play. I am I feel like I'm running out of words. Like I don't know what to say about this team anymore because of all the things I expected to happen this year, I don't think 0-4 in the first four games would have been it. I don't give a shit about the overtime. They're 0 4 for all intents and purposes. So I guess my first question that I'm going to ask the group here, and Shay, I'll come to you first. This is surprising still, right? That they're this bad.
1: Uh, I'm going to steal something LBR posted in our in our group Slack. Uh, yeah. Jeremy Colleton has started and correct me if I'm wrong on this LBR. Mm-hmm. Uh, zero and three, zero and three, zero and four,
3: zero and four. Correct.
1: Uh, so it's not surprising in the slightest that the coach who has really bad starts is having a really bad start.
0: Uh, <laughs> I must. I think I missed that while we were all yelling at. Uh, yelling to no one in particular about how bad the blackhawks were i remember the bad start last season i didn't realize that that has happened every single season
1: yeah under colton he's so again uh he doesn't start seasons well even when he's starting a good well a decent part into the season um so again like is the roster better yes is the coach better clearly not
0: So I guess piggybacking off that we will bring Betsy and then I'll ask you the same question. Even, even knowing the numbers that maybe you knew those, I don't know if you realized that this week, or if you knew that ahead of time, are you surprised by how bad the Blackhawks have been so far?
3: Yes, because I assumed like, even if they lost, they weren't going to look as bad as they have, you know, like, so um, the other part of that stat that I found it like, the losing stat is that under Jeremy Collison, they've also lost seven out of the first 10, um, including when he came in his first season post Q. So that's a weird, those are weird stats. Like how, how do you even do that? Um, but I, I, they kept telling us, you know, Hey, we just need better players, you know, like, or, Hey, we just need older players or, Hey, we just need a full training camp. Well, they got all three of those technically, I guess, um, you know, we can quibble about if the the team actually is like really, really better, but I felt that they were going to at least be competitive. Even if they lost games, I wasn't going to go. I think that looks terrible. And I've thought that every single game, except for maybe short periods of time, um, maybe a little bit in the first period of the last game, maybe I still felt that they were shooting from too far out, but that's fine. Um, so I'm surprised at how they've looked while losing, not necessarily that they are losing, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I and, and the other thing, like you mentioned about all the excuses of like training camp and not having good roster. And then like you get to the season and there's like uh, the first three games, it was, oh, well, there was references to them playing another team in their home opener. Cool. You got your home opener Tuesday night and the song remained the same. So I don't understand. I, I just don't. I mean, it felt like they played a little bit better, but you still lost. Eventually, this is a results-based business. You did not win the game. And as Herm Edwards told us all, you play to win the game. So I don't know. I don't know what other excuses there are to have. Like I, 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 I there's the, the results aren't there. So uh, I guess the the last member of the group we're gonna bring in, Mil, uh, throw the same question into you. Are you surprised by how shitty the Blackhawks have been the first four games this season?
2: I'm not really surprised at the record, but kind of like LBR said, I'm a, a bit surprised at the performance, but only because if you look at last season, they got their asses kicked in the first uh, three games, and I think they lost in overtime in the fourth. But Tampa Bay was clearly a lot better than that, right? But but this year, it's like New Jersey's not that good. Pittsburgh had a lot of their big guys out. Um, no Crosby, no off, Vulcan. No Rust. Uh, no rust. Which, I mean, you know, there's the Islanders are having a really close start. Uh, and then in their opener, it's like, okay, Colorado, fine, chuck it up as a loss, even without McKinnon, that's a great team. But it's like they can't even score five on five until garbage time. And it's like you got Marc-Andre Fleury in that, you got Seth Jones, and then up front, it's like you got tapes back, you got Doc Healthy, who's not looking bad, you have uh uh Tyler Johnson who they were gonna it was going to be the first line center according to, you know, preseason. So it's like, what the hell is wrong with them?
0: Well, it's, it's funny you asked that mill, because there was a tweet today from Greg Wyszynski that he pointed out just how bad the Blackhawks have been uh, from the, you know, all the five on five possession numbers. I guess scroll on to find it here. He mentioned that uh, the Hawks are uh, dead last in the league at, Five on five expected goals per sixty minutes with a rate of 1.25, and they're 26th in expected goals against, uh, allowing 2.53 2.5, 2.5, per sixty minutes. Now, obviously those numbers are bad, but here's the the part of that that I think uh, someone who may not cover the team as close or follow the team as closely as we have would notice is that. The Hawks last season were 28th in the league in expected goals for and 30th in expected goals against if you go down to a rate of per 60 minutes. It's the same shit that, that they were doing last year and the year before that and the year before that. And I think, Betsy, I'll bring this to you because I know this is something that's come up in our Slack chat a lot. Just the amount, the extent to which that the Blackhawks are doing the same things that they have been doing in the past that have made them unsuccessful. How much is that... Alarming, terrifying, insert negative emotion here, I guess, just what kind of effect does that have on you?
3: Well, first of all, you have the people who are still clinging to this idea that it's like personnel, you know? And they'll they'll say something like the big guns aren't scoring. And it's like, that's such a lame cop out to me now because yes, it's only four games, but if it's the same repetitive thing over and over again, that means it's beyond the players at that point you how can you not at least acknowledge that that's a big factor in what's happening um also Patrick Kane is actually a point per game and Brinkett is pretty you know he's like like four out of whatever points so it's not like they're not producing they're just not doing it five on five which again they were lucky to be doing it last year honestly um, and the year before that because they The Blackhawks have terrible zone time. Like they can't. You know, we know that they're terrible off the cycle. They still are. We know their transition game is weak. They can get in for rushes, but they can't stay there. And their rushes are kind of uh, wonky anyway. So it's it's very much
0: a one and done.
3: One and done. Yeah, exactly. So one and done, and
1: that one isn't even that quality of a (laughs) chance.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's more
0: of a point five and done.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Get on those like little. You know, all all the charts people do. They're in the wasted offense. (laughs) category every time the, you know, so what is, what is the phrase? Like if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, it's insanity. It's, so it's,
1: it's definitely that, the definition of insanity, insanity is, yeah. is that you keep doing it over and over yeah. and you It's insane
3: to me that people won't acknowledge this is probably a systematic issue. And therefore, if you don't change the system, you're just going to keep getting terribly insane results.
0: And, and that the, the system thing comes up all the time. And, and I'm like, I'm almost to the point of like, just sick of talking about it, but yeah. e- e- like, regardless of whatever system, like how you feel about it, just just point to the results. The results are always the same. So if if you know if if the process never changes, like as far as we know, there's not been any. I I haven't noticed anything substantial in 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 terms of you know systemic changes that they've done. So if the results are always the same eventually that just falls back to the the guy that's implementing the systems, which is the head coach. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And
3: I'll, there was one other thing that somebody pointed out because they were like, oh, but that was just like, their example was Murphy made a bad pass there. And it's like, how many times have you seen that exact same bad pass though? It's by design. Like, yeah, Murphy should have like tried to figure out if there was a better route, but this like how he's running the transition out of the DZ is through that type of pass. So it's a combination, but at the same time, if your entire system can be that fucked up after one mistake, then your system's fucked up.
0: Yeah. I mean, eventually the, eventually, you know, if the same, you're you're plugging in new players this season, but the same problems are occurring. So it's, you know, eventually like, it, you can't always pin it on the players. Yes, the players are making mistakes. I don't, you know, there's been plenty of turnovers. Uh, Henrik Borgström set up Oliver Wallstrom with a three-on-one on Tuesday night. Uh, Eric yeah. Gustafson made a shitty play in his own end to to You could just from. stop
2: after a shitty play.
0: Yeah, and one, and then one of the goals, I think, against New Jersey, he jumped up into play for no reason and then was kind of, didn't get his ass back to the blue line as quick as he should have, and then there's a two-on-one the other way. And Stillman didn't do anything to break up the two on one and a goal got scored. So there, the players are not playing, maybe they could play better for sure, but it's still, it's, it's when it's when the symptoms are the same as they've been the last three to four seasons. I I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I mean, like we, I know we've had the fire Colton discussion before, but I mean, I can't think of any other way this gets better.
1: Yeah, he got booed at the beginning of the game and at the end of the game, and he deserved both rounds.
0: Yeah, and like, and obviously the home opener is going to sell out. There's going to be people there, and I know they're doing the Patrick Kane celebration on Thursday, so maybe that'll get some butts in the seats that weren't going to be there otherwise. But uh, I, I think the biggest thing you're going to start hearing and noticing is the lack of noise at Blackhawks games. Seats are going to start being empty. Uh, people aren't going to want to sh- people will not want to go drive out and watch this team if they're just going to get their asses kicked even if resale tickets are, you know, 10 bucks for 300 level seats like it was 2007 all over again.
2: Yeah, but in 2007 at least they missed the playoffs uh 0708 <laughs> by 3 points. Yeah. And they were young and coming okay. like this is Okay, hard.
0: 2003, no, if you want. To, let's let's <laughs> uh,
2: Well, yeah, but same no, I get your point. It's like I was thinking the same thing like don't get me wrong. As a person, I'm not trying to attack the coach. But the boos for the entire organization are well warranted at this point. And it's like people are going to stop paying to go see them. You're right. They're You're going to notice it. The good they news have, is they're lottery protected, right? So, like,
1: they, they can get that. Shane
0: right. They, the the they can get Shane right. They can
1: get Shane right.
3: Well... One thing I was going to mention about ticket sales was what uh, Friedman brought up in his 31 Thoughts, because his only point about the Blackhawks was, you know, it seems really soon to be talking about this, but they're like, the Blackhawks are concerned about ticket sales. I don't know if they're really concerned about the money or the perception. You know, it's all about the image of the sellout and all this other stuff, because we know. It's
0: PR, yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so I don't know which actually matters to them, um, but that. That could mean something, you know, like, I get, like, like you said, it's pro- not going to happen probably on Patrick K night, especially since they just announced they're giving away. Everybody who goes is going to get a signed poster. And then a first number of people will also get other stuff. So they're like, please come. We're going to throw gifts at you. Please come to I, our
0: games. They're, they're think, bribing fans. Essentially. I
2: yeah. want to like throw something out on this point if I can real quick. Cause Go ahead. I think Dave and I always were like reminisce about like when they sucked, but we had fun going I think there was the kind of that camaraderie of like people who cared about hockey. But when they started getting good, the United center turned into like this weird, like yuppie thing where they like where our family season seats were, they put a bar in all those four corners mm-hmm. and people were coming. They stood at the bar and didn't watch the game. And it was like the place to be. And it was like, happening inside the concourse they didn't need like anything outside the uc and i think that they're starting to lose that because people are like why would i pay my money when it's not a good time on the ice or in the concourse and i think that that's what they're worried about is people are like f this
0: they're it's not a tourist destination anymore right like, And, and I they, don't know it's if they, they're
1: the yankees they're the yankees of chicago but they don't have 27 rings
0: <laughs> yeah well, but, but they had three and six years though which is pretty damn good
2: It's kind of like, I don't know if that makes and drives the point home anymore, but it's like, I can feel it, like, because I've seen it kind of go downhill. And I always hated that aspect of, like, oh, like, I'm glad new people are watching hockey, but I don't like that the people are coming to bar hop and whatever. But that's what the Wirtz family wants. They don't need money. Their liquor distribution makes (laughs) enough money for, you know, 10 hockey teams.
0: Well, I I think that, like, that kind of, that that gets to a bigger picture thing about pro sports in general that it's, it's a very, for lack of a better term, it's a very corporate feeling to it. Now it's more, they're not really concerned about like the hardcore diehard fans. They're more about getting the rich people that'll, you know, spend a shit ton of money because they're right. uh, getting all the high rollers there. So I, I, I think that's not just a Blackhawks problem. I think that's a, set, a problem across all pro sports, but I will say like, I, and I think you'd agree with me, Mill, is that I'd, I'd rather have the Hawks be good and have to pay a hundred dollars for one game a season than you know ten bucks for eight games that I can go see, but they're going to get their asses kicked every time.
2: Yeah, and like that's that's the bottom line is it's entertainment, and we're fans, and we want to be entertained.
0: I and we are not at the moment. No, <laughs> no,
2: no. <laughs> and us for cover, like you know, think about people who have, like it's their casual night out. You know, they don't have the association. And they probably feel like shit paying that money to go see them get squashed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why would you Why would you go to that when you could go see Venom for much cheaper?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Right I mean, or any anything. Really, I mean, really expensive.
1: I mean, Chicago movies are like,
0: cheaper than the Black Arts. Game. <laughs> uh, I it, let's let's re. I feel like we should visit this in a week or two because I, I know. Last time I we went to movies, I was I could not believe how expensive it was. But anyway, we're we're getting far far away from. So let's let's reel this back in slightly. Uh Dylan Strom. We we made a reference Aww. to him at the start about him possibly being dead. Uh, we think he's alive. Uh, he's been seen at practice a couple times. I, I just what did Dylan Strome do? Can somebody explain this to me? Did he run over Colleton's dog?
2: Uh
1: <laughs> I, he, I, I, my guess is he didn't play defense enough, but like who 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 is? Is Borgstrom? No. Is point. is Johnson really? No. I told I, I you that, no, no, I that no, from the no.
0: Second City Hockey account. I don't know what Henrik Borgstrom is doing or has done that Dylan Strom can't do yet. Granted, four games for Borgstrom. He's got time to prove me wrong. But so far, I, I don't see it. I
3: actually like have liked Borgstrom. And I was one of the people that was very skeptical um, because – Watching him in the AHL that one year was just like, I was like, what the fuck? Um, But I've actually liked, I've liked him a lot better than I thought I would. Um, I thought he had a good game prior to his turnover. Um, But you're right. I don't think he's done anything that Strom didn't do in his first two seasons. It's like they forgot that those seasons existed. Um, And so do fans because both those seasons, he was on 50 point paces. Um, Of course, you know, they both were shortened. And so those paces might have not carried over, but still, 50 point players are not easy to come by. And he did it not playing top six minutes. Now, granted, he was obviously with Debrinket a lot, but Debrinket fed off him too. So
0: it's, it's just a mutually very beneficial weird.
3: thing. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like they have such a weird innate chemistry. And Strom also has really good chemistry with Kane. And I understood not playing him last year with them because I don't think he's a top-line center. And I thought even just plugging him up there probably wouldn't have been good for him or the team. But that's not the case now. There's at least two guys that can go ahead of him. And if they're going to be playing to not with Kane, why not put Strome in there? Like, what is the point of putting mike hardman that's on a line with Dylan. Yeah, that's like, oh. the move
0: that's the move that i i just was floored by like well i, I, I think hardman's fine like i think he could be a, a, a worthwhile fourth liner no problem with that but the fact that you brought this guy up from rockford and put him on your third line instead of dylan strom who has been here the whole goddamn time i don't understand that because you, mike hardman is not a third line player he probably never will be no, you have to and, understand. the break at,
1: the Brink hat needs a, a, a playmaker, and I don't. Yes.
2: I don't see that from Borchstrom yet.
0: Or I don't to see to from Hardening for sure. It's ahead, not man.
2: the it's not the line combinations. It's the effort.
0: Oh, it's. it's uh, I forgot about that.
3: Also, can uh, we that and the whole hits, the whole man. hard to play against thing that has been said multiple times now about this team? Oh, fucking hell! First of all, they've been outscored by how much now? Fifteen to three um, 15 at five on five. No, it's, I think it's three because I think Entwistle's goal that was like in the last oh, 20, yeah.
0: Whistle's goal was
1: at five on five.
3: Yeah, technically. Oh, that doesn't count. They have what three goals. They have not it scored counts. a goal
0: at five on five when the game has been uh, within more, um, closer than two goals. They yeah, were they, down two or down three when they scored those three goals.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Or down four. Oh, down yeah, four, and,
3: sorry. And two, and two of them happened when the game was nowhere near, like there's no way they were going to be able to come back for. Garbage time um, heroes. So either way, you know, they've been outscored by a wild amount, but Hey, maybe they're hard to play against. So you know, it's, it's like, no, they're not. They're very easy to play against. The other team is scoring a fuck time. It's so, yeah,
1: exactly name, name a, name, a team who won the Stanley cup or who, like went far in the playoffs who was hard to play against. That wasn't because of the talent of their team. It was like, um, Oh, grinders. Montreal, maybe, but even them, like Nick Suzuki is not a grinder. Nick Suzuki is very talented. Bill Deneau is not a grinder. Bill Deneau is very talented. Very and they like, were they were carried by Carey Price.
2: Teams are feasting on them. Yeah, like keep
3: going,
2: Bill. I was just gonna say, like, it's pretty obvious even to like I know people like to talk about the eye test and the stats and stuff, but both of them are showing the same shit.
3: Yeah, and I was gonna say I don't I don't dislike Mike Hardman as a as a player but one he's not particularly that great defensively either so it's not like like that wasn't his calling in college either um he was on a line with offensive players and did well with them so he was able to play kind of almost like a bickle role on those things so he could be like the body checker the space maker um who gets a lot of secondary assists um i don't think he'd ever explode like bickle did in the playoffs but you know he could he could be something on a line but not with (laughs) to Okay, well, yeah, don't, don't waste watch. it with the Brinket. You put Most, him on a third bum slayer line with two is, other guys that might chip in, but...
0: The more the more we talk about this, I feel like I'm getting retroactively more upset about this because your best goal scorer, he was on a 50-fucking-goal pace last season, and yeah. you put a fourth-line AHL-NHL fringe guy on his goddamn opposite wing. What the fuck mm-hmm. is the point of that? Like, and <laughs> Alex Dabrinkit is not the type where he's going to get the puck, skate through 10 people, and score a goal. That's not, he's, he's a sniper. He's good at when other people set him up for goals, which is like, he is like Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. Yeah, He's like Alex Ovechkin. That's not a knock on him to break it. He's really, 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 really good at that skill. So get him someone who get him to puck. Well, this comes
2: down to the fact that Colton doesn't try to dictate matchups. He just tries to mix the lines and that doesn't mean Jack should in this league. Like when Clemville used to do it, people don't put the context to it that he would mix up his lines in attempt to match the other team's lines better.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, and I'll say I haven't actually disliked most of JC's lines this season. I thought most of them have made sense. The only two things that haven't made sense to me so far, at least when the game starts, um, was Tyler Johnson is the top line center. But I can understand why he kind of, I can semi understand why he wanted to try that, but I mean, that was always going to fail, and then Mike Hardman. Now Um, those are the only two that I've been like, "What the fuck?" So I'm at least going to say he's. I don't dislike his construction. I do. Was going to say the this podcast is brought to you by the letter F. <laughs> we,
0: keep, we keep dropping well, the F, like, while, like while
2: while we're doing this, getting it off our chest. I just have to make my piece. I cannot fucking watch Eric Gustafson anymore. He looks no. like a left-handed Sergei Samsonov if he was a defenseman. <laughs> I
1: mean, Eric it's Gustafson, they, they knew the problems with Eric Gustafson when they signed him. I don't know what they were doing. There were other guys available. Like, Sammy Vatten's playing in, the, in Europe now. They got a
2: gone and gotten Sammy Vatten for a game. Yeah, like, why are people not mad? Like, he sucks. Like, he's so bad. And then Stillman's chasing hits and people are all excited about that. It's like, yeah, he's hitting guys because the Hawks don't fucking have the puck.
0: Yeah, that um, play. Like he he flattened Darren Helm in the corner. Helm I mean, was coming up the boards. Stillman jumped up and blasted him. But like they show the one angle, they sh- I think the Hawks account tweeted it out. You can clearly see Helm gets the puck out of the zone. He makes the play. Stillman's you know up at the faceoff dots, laying the wood, so he's out of position. That's the. Fuck Helm. Ant- that's not, Helm what, that's not <laughs> how that works.
2: Fuck Darren uh, Helm too.
3: I'm <laughs> assuming that they they got Gus because he was on Colton's AHL team that. That overachieved because of not like over like Franson and and Ed Stell or how do you say his name Ed Stell
2: whatever. whatever Victor
3: whatever the guy who can't skate um and for some reason we wanted him uh they both had super high shooting percentages and then in the playoffs on Delia and Jeff Glass of all people put up over nine three zero in like all but two or three games the entire time so um so Gus knew the system I guess uh but doesn't
2: look like it
3: I was about to say it looks like he doesn't know what he's doing which we already knew that was And <laughs> both of place. them
2: look lost right am I wrong like they look like they don't know where they're supposed to be half the time
0: yeah well and the other the other thing with Eric Gustafson is it kind of it's like similar to what I said with Borgstrom and Strom it's like I don't know what Eric Gustafson does that what mistakes he's making that Ian Mitchell can't be making and possibly make himself better in the long-term.
3: Oh, no, right. I, don't I don't or want- or
0: Nicholas I don't want- to. Nicholas in,
3: yeah. No, no, Mitchell doesn't need to be up here. Bodin doesn't need to be up here. Get them far away. Like, <laughs> first of all, the Ice Hawks, Adam King doesn't run the same exact system as like, they don't. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's an interesting thing because it's the same thing when Colleton was down in the AHL, he didn't run what Q ran.
0: It's a great August organization.
2: Car.
3: It's I
0: weird. Guess, I guess Derrick yeah. King better uh, have his resume ready because if they let Colleton go, they'll just bring up the AHL coach, right?
2: Ugh, <laughs> again, again, <laughs> no. All
0: right, look, I we <laughs> the the one thing I I've, I've we're, we're gonna take a quick break here in a second, but I just wanted to get this out. Like, I I don't think any of us, none of us, have inside information. We don't know if Colleton's gonna get fired. Um, here, I'll do really quick gut feeling. Does Colleton make it to Halloween? Yes or no, Mill. Yeah. Betsy.
3: God, I hope not. But yeah, pro- like, I, fuck.
0: I think it <laughs> <he> does.
1: <laughs> I say no a lot on this podcast. No.
0: I'm going to, I, I, I feel like I'm going to say yes. Cause I think what's going to happen. They have a five, they have a stretch coming up. They play Thursday night against Vancouver. Then they have one game in five days against with Detroit in the middle of it. I don't think it's going to happen there, but I think. If shit doesn't change real soon, their going to give him every chance to right this ship. On Friday, November twelfth, they play the Coyotes at home, and then they have four days off. If they don't yeah. have shit turned around by then, there's I, I I cannot see him making it past that. So maybe he makes it will to take over on the seventeenth. Go ahead, no
2: I'm sorry, you're right. The seventeenth would be that four day break, right? Yeah. End of it. That might yeah. be when we have a new coach here.
0: Yeah.
1: That's I a- I, th- I think it might be if, if they go 0 and six, they might be an Ed Orgeron situation where like he gets fired internally and he just he's just coaching until then.
0: Go Tigers. Um let's uh let's take we're gonna take a break. We're gonna calm ourselves down and we're gonna talk some more hawks on the other side of this break. Welcome back to Musings I'm Madison. Deep breaths, everyone. We're gonna we're gonna calm down here and take a second. It's only four games. God help us. Um, so we're going to try and try and look for some optimism. Uh, I, I've i been trying to think of these for a while today and uh, haven't come up with too many. So I'm just going to throw it out to the panel and we'll see where it goes. Anybody got any reasons for optimism other than the fact that it's only four games?
1: Kirby Doc looks real good, yeah. especially on the PK. Like he is – I was somebody who was like, I need Kirby Doc to show me something it's early on this season, before the season. He's showing me stuff, and I like it, and it's good, uh-huh. and I'm glad, and Kirby Doc.
0: There, I, I would agree. There, there's been glimpses. I just, It's like, for him, like, him and the rest of the team, of course, just more, more goals and more contentious situations yeah, more within the
3: game. More finishing is good. But more is
0: finishing good. consistency.
3: Yeah, I put this in the, because um, somebody, when somebody brought up the whole, like, why aren't the big guns scored? And I was like, well, if you look at their expected goals at five on five, Kirby Doc is, has 0.52 expected goals per 60, which is top six, um, depending on your yeah, minute, fine. you know, they can go. Um, McDavid is 0.54.
0: So it's Kirby zero. Doc just as good as Kyrie right? here for totally
3: the best. But what I'm saying, <laughs> you know, comparatively, like that means he's doing pretty well, you know, he's not finishing yet, but he's getting his yeah. chances.
0: So at the the, very least. And I think you you mentioned this when we were talking about Doc last season that the underlying numbers were doing well. So it's not like there's 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 things to be excited about. It's just like I I like that the underlying numbers are well, but
3: yeah, the you other line, to, numbers don't win
0: games it. just yet. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, that hopefully that process leads to the better results. I guess is how I would describe that.
3: That's true. Um, I was also going to say, I know Dubrincik hasn't been, you know, he hasn't put up a bazillion points yet either. But he also looks really good to me. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
3: And again, it just depends on people. Always look at just the points for those players, but um, it's. He's looked good, especially on the PK, which is an interesting thing to say because the special teams has been rough for years. Even under Q, the power play wasn't great. But both of those have looked really competent. And part of the reason they have is because the players like to break it. Um,
0: yes, or, the the or power Q. play and penalty kill are both. T- I think the penalty kill is still perfect, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's great. So, so it's definitely tied for first in the league because you can't do any better than that. Uh, the power play is very good. So there's I mean, that. Um, I'm
3: going to sanity check us on that. because I'm like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, while she's checking that mill, do you have any reasons for optimism? Uh,
2: as a, as a group thing, the booing and the ticket prices kind of tells me that people are starting to see that there's a problem. <laughs> and you, you know, in all seriousness, like I've been calling out a lot of shit the past few seasons, even before I was on the, uh, a member of the site or a, a member of the staff. But, uh, it's clearly a problem that people are recognizing now. And my only thing is I want people to voice their, like, not like go, don't go chase Jeremy Colleton and and take pitchforks to his house, but tell the fucking organization, like, Hey, we want winning hockey. And it seems like people are starting to do that with the voice they have. So hopefully that's good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I like
3: negative into a positive, like we might get the change we
2: want. Well, I mean, exactly. Jeremy Colleton, after every goal, they show him close up on the bench, and he looks like Georgie watching a sailboat go down the storm drain, and then he's he Pennywise, you know, like Tim Curry down there. And you're like, Preference. this guy, but he doesn't change anything. Like He doesn't know how to respond. And it's like, it's not his fault that he got the job. He fell ass backwards into it. I've gone off on this rant too many times. But, but the people that are, are in charge need to – change it because the team keeps losing so i'm hoping that fans voicing their opinions online and at the games and by not going or not buying shit maybe they'll go okay well you know we need to change something that's my only take Uh, the whole point of capitalism is that you vote with your dollar and (laughs) if you vote with your
1: dollar against the blackhawks because not only are they bad the organization is troublesome uh let's not forget let's not forget that this is probably karmic reward For what happened in 2010, it's funny. Like, Like, kind of deserve this. It's legitimately
0: Uh, almost overshadowed all of the sexual assault allegations that are still being litigated in court. Like, they're so bad that they're overshadowing lawsuits. That's pretty fucking bad.
1: Not great. So, if you take your money away from the Blackhawks, maybe they'll get the message that like, there's a lot of things you got to fix.
0: Yeah. Well, I I think, like I said, we we talked about it a little bit. Uh, I I think there's. I think you're going to start seeing empty seats for a lot of reasons and i i I think we talked about this at some point in the offseason but um like i know people who had season who are on that season ticket waiting list and got off of it and now they're getting called by the hawks asking them if they want to get season tickets which like they said the hawks never used to call me and now they're calling people which i know that's anecdotal and i've heard that stories from they
2: call me once a week yeah so and email me if i don't pick up (laughs) which I don't pick up
0: and they text you and they tweet you and they're yep. really what they really want you in the stadium.
2: Hey, this is Brandon. You're a season ticket rep, dude. I haven't given you my money. You're not my rep. Leave me alone. You
3: know? <laughs> You're going to be blocking those numbers.
2: <laughs> I mean, they had so many phone lines. It just doesn't matter. And they want, they want 5,000 or $5,600 for two seats upstairs.
3: They're worse than those spammers that are calling to tell everybody that their car warranty or their fridge warranty. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Mine
0: is all
2: IRS. Man. Mine always pretends to be the IRS. I don't know why. Yeah, like telling you you have another stimulus check coming. <laughs> um, like, what the
0: fuck, man? Well, well, oh, yeah, that's right. We're talking about hockey. Um, <laughs> We're uh, sure should be be- talking about optimism. <laughs> oh, I did have one other thing, actually. Um, I, I won't, like... I don't want to get ahead, too far ahead of myself because uh, there, there's a long way to go, but I've been somewhat impressed by Seth Jones at times. Like there's, there's been uh, like, I wasn't entirely sure what he was good at just from, I haven't watched him a ton. So like th- there's ways that guys will stand out more and more. If you watch them a lot more and more. And from watching Seth Jones, I don't think I fully appreciate uh, fully appreciated the combination of how big he is and how well he skates. Because he, he moves Can pretty damn well. Has
1: he scored a primary point yet?
0: No one on the fucking team has. <laughs> ah, Alex no, has a goal. I'll look up the stats as I, I don't look, know.
2: This is what I was talking about in the offseason. Like, the guy's clearly athletic and talented, but every defenseman looks like shit because they're not playing good hockey.
0: He's got two assists, one on the power play, one on the even strength. I think the power play assist was a primary one. I think he passed to the goal scorer.
3: Yes, he so, yeah. definitely has at least one primary point, which isn't like so many people don't have that many primary uh, like, points in general, so I'm not going to knock it against him. I've liked Seth Jones. I, Other than the first game where I thought he looked just out of sorts, but everybody did, he got better in the second game. Um, and then he and Dehan have seemed to have found their groove, um, and I think both of them have looked better than any of the other defensemen which is not something I would have said before because I, uh, we obviously really like Murphy on this podcast mm. and we and then we also like McCabe. So, or at least I do. So I,
0: th- I <laughs> thought I did, I'm getting um, a little worried.
3: I, I'm just worried
1: because their number is is your Gustafson's number. And I worry that's a jinx. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Um no, like I like we clearly like especially Connor Murphy's been our our you know our guy collectively for a while, but it's like they look like shit, and again, I don't necessarily think it's because they can't play hockey, it's the situations they're thrown out in, what how they're supposed to be playing, maybe they have bad chemistry. Kalanuk being back with Murphy will be probably good for him, but it's rough to watch,
0: maybe why Kanuck will save us when he gets back in November, and cool. I'll
3: Olympics. say, and I also think that um, the other Jones will do well, Caleb, um, I was Mm -hmm. impressed with him all through the preseason and I know that's just preseason hockey, but he was really good in every single game he played. Some of the guys kind of, you know, didn't play full stop. And I don't think, I think he probably had a a top six role kind of locked up. I think they, they say they didn't promise it to him, but you know, they probably did. Um, (laughs) And I think he earned it very easily.
0: And speaking of preseason hockey, like I remember the last preseason game they played was Saturday night against the Wild, and they pretty thoroughly kicked their asses five to one. And again, I know it's preseason, but there were like the Hawks had a pretty loaded roster. Minnesota had a pretty loaded roster. I remember like after that game, like, as I was thinking about that Saturday night, I'm like, all right, like I felt I felt as good as you can about a preseason game leading into the regular season. Like, all right, maybe this maybe this team won't suck. Oops.
3: <laughs> Maybe they need to play the Wild.
0: Maybe, yeah. Well, I mean, I
3: mean, the Wild have won three games, but they've also played Anaheim and the Kings in those. Two and games. I
0: think they hey, the Kings to, are yes. pretty.
1: Kings are playing. The Kings okay, are one though. and two. The Ducks play- are weirdly good.
0: Give it time. No, I think the Kings. The Buffalo Sabers are three and zero. So,
3: aren't they? yeah. Uh, I
0: was, they was gonna
1: say early, earlier to defend my my Eastern team. Aren't the Devils three
2: and zero too?
3: Maybe? I'll tell
2: you right now. Hold
0: on.
3: All I, all I know is the ducks are like
0: Devils are two and zero. If, oh.
3: if we think the black okay, are bad possession-wise, the the ducks are, have been like at the very bottom. Um and I know the some of the knights, which sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> the ducks the ducks have a uh, slightly worse expected goal share than the Blackhawks do like one's what? at like 40 percent, and the other one's at like 34
0: well unfortunately so, uh the hawks don't play anaheim until march so <laughs> you're looking if you're looking for a little little boost to confidence and that could either uh, be a huge game
2: or it can mean nothing at all
3: um but the the wild have been doing like even though that you know i think their stuff looks pretty pretty good i think they're scoring a lot better than they would um and that's impressive to me because they don't have Boldy because he got injured right before and i don't think they have uh rossi up either um
0: they, so they got uh krill the thrill so he's the um, truth yeah. man yeah, he's, he
3: said the capri Sun's great we're <laughs> never not going to call him that after yeah. that yeah, yeah great name.
0: great nickname all right so uh i i think uh, that's about all I can do with a uh, mustering up optimism. Uh, the other thing is, like, I, 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 there's room for improvement. There's your other dose of optimism. There is room for improvement. Um, that word, there's, room, there's a lot of work there, covering a lot of ground.
3: <laughs> it can only go up.
0: Don't right? No, I'm, I'm no. not tempting. I don't want to tempt fate like that. It can always no. get worse. Yeah.
3: That's no, a good question, they're right?
0: 0 and four. I well, don't think it, 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 gets worse. it, it could be Maybe
3: 4 they could be 0-10 real soon, so... If
1: they're 0-10, everybody's fired. Sam Bowman's gone if they're 0-10. They might fire me.
2: <laughs> yeah, they might They might fire us if they're 0-10. <laughs> yeah, like Shut down the site. Uh, the team is done.
0: We will get shut down because nobody will be reading our stuff because nobody will care anymore.
2: I don't know. We've been getting a lot of traction with them being pretty shitty.
0: <laughs> well, that, that the rage only sustains for so long. Once we get to about uh, December, well, we'll get to about Christmas, apathy will have set in completely.
3: That's that's not true. Hockey Buzz has <laughs> no okay. Hockey Buzz runs off of rage, okay, and they're super
0: popular. So, right. well, I think I, we. Could I, I guess here. we'll have that going for us. <laughs> um, so I guess now, uh, we'll, we got some questions here. Got some on Twitter. Got some on the second city hockey comment sections. We want to address. Uh, first one, let's throw this out from uh, from Bradley J. His handles at. King Talky Teeks, why has God forsaken us? Have we angered Him/slash Her somehow? Uh, I think the answer there is clearly yes. Yeah, yeah please be lost. Awesome. It's,
1: it's,
0: it's the sexual assault scandal. Yeah, so that's how you anger God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there, there you go, asked and answered. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, let's see. Uh, Crystal is uh, handles at Maple Stitch. Uh, should we just calm down? I don't feel like my frustration is out of balance, but maybe I'm way off base. Should we all just calm down? No. Fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) No. The rage is sustaining us. Despite all my rage,
2: you know. (laughs) I'm still just a rat in a cage. Thank you. Shout out Billy (laughs) Billy Corgan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I had nothing else to add to that. I I think that's pretty much the best best way we could answer that question. Um, Stay
2: angry, my friends. (laughs)
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe ask me next week if we can calm down if they've won a game. If they lose to Detroit, we're not going to have this podcast because I'm going to throw myself into traffic. You guys will have to take care of it. Um, Cameron Lindsay wants to know, and we're we're getting way out of the horse, but let's do it anyway. Does Mark Andre Fleury finish the season as a Blackhawk or even finish the season at all? I'm, I'm guessing the implication here is that he's going to retire by about Valentine's Day. I think he's going to
1: um, Pittsburgh. No, I don't
3: think he'll get traded. No, I don't think he's
1: going. He's gonna play in the Olympics, and he's gonna retire after the Olympics.
0: (laughs) That would be that would be an interesting move. Uh,
3: Uh, I I was just gonna say I don't think he's gonna get traded because one of his big concerns is being away from his family and and even trans, you know trans. Oh my god, words transplanting them. Um, I was about to say transport, and that's not. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> He's okay. Nathan, well, Nathan, I like, like,
0: talk your way through Woo. it, talk your way through it. It's it's okay. okay.
3: Um, he doesn't want to transplant them at all. So I just I feel like even if there was a chance for a cup, he wouldn't want to go anywhere. Um not that I think anybody with a cup, like at a chance at a cup would even be able to fit them, hit him too much under their cap um anyway, except maybe Tampa, who um keeps putting players on <laughs> LTIR not knocking them not judging them
0: yeah and and they're probably not going to need a goalie unless something happens to Vasilevsky.
3: Isn't he off to a bad start though Well I,
0: I would I would wager heavily on him re- regra- bouncing back to the mean yeah
2: Hey yeah. they're screwing the pooch, they know what they're doing <laughs> It's early if they're playing with their food they'll be fine They
1: they re- want- they, re- they repeated now they want the number 1 pick they want to they want right
3: They've not I looked think- good in their they're not playing with their food right now. They're just hungover.
2: If Flurry finishes as a Blackhawk, I think he'll and retires. I still think he'll sign like a one day as a penguin because yeah. I mean do you see those people in there for him? I mean, they love him.
3: They booed Lincoln in coming out, like coming in, and <sighs> I've never seen that before.
2: I mean Pittsburgh are pretty loyal to their like I have been I've been to a couple games there and they, they love their guys, but I think they miss him too because Christian Jari sucks or Tristan Jari. <laughs> sorry, whatever. <laughs> well, and,
0: and I think the other side of this and what is flurry is so enjoyable. Just right. to, like from, again, we, none of us have ever met him or hung out with him. We don't know how he is as a person, but all reports and all indications are he is just a wonderful person to be around and a fan base like Pittsburgh that, you know, he was there for about a decade at least. I'm sure More. he endeared himself to the fan base plenty over that time
2: yeah so you know we'll see what happens, but uh it's uh it's we got a lot of season left before any trades happen, True. I think yeah. and, like, except for Dylan Strom, who is apparently living <laughs> on the block yeah. he's still, he's still Jenny from the block
0: yeah, I think he just picked up three more uh, apartment buildings on the trade block because he's just buying up all the real estate there him um, to, to Ottawa for
1: Eric him to Ottawa for Eric Brandstrom, and then Brandstrom won't do anything as uh, on the blue line
0: I'm trying to figure I out Ottawa. Form, what former hawk are they going to trade him for? That's uh, th- Andrew Ladd. He's going to have a resurgence season. He uh, scored his first goal in 3 years.
2: That's who's who like in it. the league that, that that's not like Panarin, you know what I mean? Like who could they actually afford?
0: Somebody that's going to make us mad. Gustafson. Yeah,
3: they're not going to There's going to to know yeah. or somebody, man. That would be beautiful, but no.
2: Gustafson's the most recent Hawks comeback, right? Michael Kempney who was put on waivers. There it is.
0: That's a great one. That's he
2: played great. good in that final, though, in that playoff
0: yeah i you know, mean
2: it's a while ago
0: it was a while ago too
2: it was better than what a lot of the hawks looked like that season on the blue one i mean
3: that was that's such a low bar <laughs> that's like <laughs> it's like it's like tripping over it as you go
2: I, well you know you you live and you die with the team you, you start to see things that way <laughs> yeah. it's pretty it's pretty brutal
0: I will say though, like with going back to the flurry thing though, I guess that is the one nice thing that, well, I mean, it, his value might take a hit if the Hawks play as badly as they have, but the nice thing with having him on an expiring contract is that maybe you're able to move him at the deadline. But see, I know the thing that you said about him not wanting to uproot his family again, maybe he like takes like a two, three month, like, yeah, I'm gonna go try and win one more cup. Maybe like in Colorado, if they figure out some way to LTI or him onto the roster. But um you could I feel like you should be able to get decent value if they flip him at the deadline, if they can make it work, all parties involved. Um
2: oh, I know who Dylan Strom's gonna get traded for. They're gonna call and say they want Nick Schmoltz back.
3: <laughs> I like Nick Schmoltz.
2: Yeah, me too, but like it's like why well, I don't even remember why they made that trade in the first place. Reclamation.
3: He, he was slumping. That's it. He slumped for <laughs> 30 games and they were like <laughs> done with him.
1: Oh my gross. god. Fucking and they were, like, they were
3: like, oh, we can get two players for him. And it's like, okay.
2: Oh, boy. There's is he other. still in Arizona?
3: He is. Yeah. And he's still put up 50-point paces in every season he's been there. Oh,
2: or they could get uh, what's-his-name back for the third time who signed in Buffalo uh, that everybody likes from Chicago. Uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, yeah, uh, They're oh. not getting camp back. He's too good for Toronto.
0: But if Nick Schmaltz scores 50 points in Arizona, did it really happen? If anybody scores 50 points in a <laughs> hockey season in Arizona, did it really happen?
2: Someone's got someone's got to do it.
0: <laughs> uh, one other question here. He's it's, it's BMAC2 on the Second City Hockey Commons. Uh He has a bunch of rhetoricals about did Strom sleep with Jeremy Colleton's wife? Like, maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what's I haven't seen her. <laughs> but the question, the, the, the one question uh, I do want to get to that he has is, um, do you buy what the uh, a lot of the Blackhawks beat reporters are saying that even though Collison has clearly lost the uh, support of the fan base, as indicated by all the booing the other night? Do you buy into what the Riders are saying that he hasn't lost the room? I certainly do. I, I I see no indication that the players are rebelling against him in any way. Um, and and to be honest, I don't think we'd ever. It would be. It would be pretty tough for it to come out because. Uh, Taves and Kane don't ever seem to be the throw coaches under the bus publicly type of players, and they're the most front-facing guys in the organization. So, uh, the way hockey culture is, someone would have to speak up and say something like that, and I don't think that's going to happen with this team.
2: Yeah, they traded that guy to Edmonton. <laughs>
0: well, yes. Well, to be, yes. well,
2: to be fair, uh, he would have Man. to have had the room to lose it.
0: Well, well okay, I don't, but the thing I is, don't they... Believe-
2: they all of last season, there was this
1: whole like we bought into the mentality thing, like yeah. including from players like Malcolm Subban, like <clears throat> they they have bought into that system. Until they tell me otherwise, I, I am also prone to believe that they are still bought in. Like, yeah, I was I, about to say I,
3: they sound very genuine. If you like listen to the Taves um, when he was being asked or Kane was being asked stuff, they sound genuine. Like, I'm not going to take them. I know we made a big deal out of like Taves' like weird look after the Vegas loss because he didn't even. <laughs> shake Colleton's hand. He kind of like moved away from him.
0: Yeah.
3: And people were like, Oh, he's mad. And I think he was in that moment because well, that, he didn't get put out, but
0: well, I don't that, think he well, was. That was also the the moment, like going back to like the ailment he had that, like he, he had taken a, like a minute long shift. And then with the minute left, there was a timeout or something. And Taves said he could not catch his breath. So maybe he was still trying to figure out how to breathe again. And that's yeah. why he was so well, pissed well, off.
2: Well, to be fair, these are the Kane and Taves have only played for two coaches yeah. Uh like Doug Keith played for like fucking, I don't know, like four in Chicago. Yeah. So it's like and 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 these are guys who played on championship teams. Most of them aren't gonna sandbag the coach, but stand sandbag Keith publicly. So it's like that's true, yeah.
3: Fancy work and... and Yeah, he did
2: it to all of them that like he wanted to. So maybe I just think they didn't like each other. Fuck it, whatever, you know. Yeah. Taves and Kane figured they they're a little bit more like they don't want to throw the guy under the bus.
0: Yeah, I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if you know Taves or Kane like her, you know, a private moment around family or friends are like I don't know what the fuck this guy's talking about, but I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't like know. Thing. Yeah, I don't know if those I've are always, ever going to make it to into the public domain. So I've
3: always wondered. So kind of the Dylan Strom situation. Dylan Strom is ridiculously good friends with Alex Debrincat. He's very good friends <laughs> with Patrick Kane. They're like plane buddies and stuff like that. They're travel buddies. He's good friends with Hagel. Like. A lot of these guys are like really close to him and I know hockey is a business. So people, friends can be traded very easily. All sports are, but like, how do those guys feel? Like they keep talking him up. They keep saying he's putting in the work. Um, Kane after one of the games was talking about how Strome keeps coming in early and leaving late and Kane started going in with him. Um, So he wasn't alone on the ice to start. Um, So it's kind of like, how do they feel about those types of things? Those might impact, Players' opinions of the coach more than them not winning.
0: Yeah, it's I mean. a very good point. I uh, to to be a fly on a wall at whatever bar they go to anymore. If they if they even go to bars anymore, they're all oh. All-
1: there was like a thing from a from an old hockey player. I like I think it was an anonymous one, but like they've traded in beers for juice. So <laughs> oh, whatever yeah. juice whatever juice bar they're going to.
2: They're. <laughs> well, Kane's banned from a lot of the bars in the area, as well as the Columbus area. So, Kane, appear,
3: Kane supposedly uh, has been sober. Like, apparently he stopped drinking after 2015, so.
2: Right, but so I'm just saying, like, he was banned from some of those bars for <laughs> quite a while. The uh, the illness in Columbus, yeah. uh, quote, unquote, air quotes.
0: <laughs> and and the other aspect of was like, him being in his 30s now. Like, the body doesn't quite recover like it used to when you're – and I can attest to that. I was never a professional athlete, but I can tell you, two or three beers now have a much different effect than it did on me when I was 23 years old, so – True that, I'm sure I, yeah, I'm sure that is an ailment that affects everyone, pro, but pro professional athletes on an even higher uh, level. All right. No, but what? in all
2: seriousness, like I, I do think that we should start asking that question more publicly. Like, what, what the fuck's up with Dylan Strong? Because it's very confusing.
0: And and, and to the, uh, Ben Pope asks every single day, <laughs> ask Colton what's up, and Colton finds creative ways to sidestep it. He didn't, so, uh, yeah,
3: he didn't even answer two different questions about Strom, not this last time, but the right before the last game, um, he didn't answer, he didn't even mention Strom really, he just kind of, telling he was him. like, he, goodbye, <laughs>
0: he, he must have ran over the family dog or something,
3: I hope, my one thing is that, if Jeremy Colleton ends up being fired, but they trade Strom before he is, I'm going to be, Annoyed because I have no idea if Dylan Strome is actually going to be like a meaningful piece in the future, but I already feel like the coach has proven that he's not meaningful. So, like, give Strome a chance under another coach. Um, he's proven to be more successful in the NHL than Colliton has. So,
0: Ooh.
2: not not Colleton's wife and Seth Jones' mom are too busy on Twitter uh, <laughs> talking up their fucking family and <coughs> blocking people.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh uh, I, I doubt they listen to the podcast and if they do <laughs> i don't
2: well, know seth, i, <laughs> I I've, I've not said anything negative about seth jones on the ice so i don't think i'll get blocked but colton's wife might block me by now <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all
0: right, right. well <laughs> i i have i have nowhere i have nowhere else to add to that i i think that's best um we have one last question to get to and this is in the the vein of the food take category. It's from Anonymous, longtime commenter at uh, SecondCityHockey.com. Wants to know party cut or pie cut?
3: Pie for pizza? me. Pizza? Yeah, pizza.
0: Yeah. Party what is, cut? Part... Devil... Square cut? A uh, dog 29. Okay, tavern cut. Tavern, cut. tavern style. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. That's what a double dog 29, another commenter, points out. The Chicagoans call it tavern cut. But what? The, yeah.
2: the, the, the one with the crust. On every piece,
0: that's that would be
2: pie. Cut. Party pie cut. See, I I go with that only because I'm guaranteed crust because I like crust a
1: lot. It's the Only reason. I'm also a pie crust person.
3: Even if I don't like crust, I want it on the pizza so that I'm not holding cheesy sauceness in my hand. You know, like I. I'm,
2: I yeah. yeah. So it works as a holder too. You're right.
0: Yeah. I I think I'm just more tavern cut because I think all the good pizza places that I go to. Go with the tavern cut style, so I think that's just what I prefer because that's what all the good places do. So, my
1: favorite pizza place was also a tavern style cut. You you can
2: always ask for that uncut, yeah. I, I agree with that. Like, my favorite places are like that as well, but also I've had a lot of cheap bar pizzas that are cut <laughs> that way, as per the name.
0: So, yeah, well, uh, I mean, I feel like Pie Cuts that's like the uh, you know, 2 a.m. drunk slice of pizza style, which, yeah, especially is, like they're in a few- major
2: city. Yeah it's there are a few you better types of pizza than that. It's also when you're walking around Costco eating a fucking piece of pizza bigger <laughs> yes. than your face.
0: I will say though with uh, with tavern cut pizzas if you, you always like if you order just a little bit cuz you know you're going to have leftovers what you want to do with the tavern cut is you eat the outside ring first obviously because it's there but the for cold pizza the next day after Anything with a crust on it, the crust does isn't as doesn't reheat as well. So you get all the crust out of the way and then you have nice cold square pieces in the middle and you don't get all the cheesiness all over your hands because it's cold. So yeah, it those in the toaster
2: of them they're all Pro tip for you
3: I don't like um, cold pizza, so that doesn't matter for <sighs> me. Um, I can understand why people would like tavern cut because in, in like a group setting, because some people don't like crust at all, so then they can have the middle pieces. Um but i need a holder and i occasionally like crust it depends on what the but de-
0: depends on who makes it cuz there there's some good yeah exactly there.
3: and and mm-hmm. toppings too cuz i don't eat it with cheese but if there are other things on it i'll eat the crust i don't know why just...
2: <laughs> you guys remember well i don't know I'm, I'm slightly old but like when cheese stuff crust came out that was the shit it,
3: it was it's it still like funny. this That's
2: fine yeah now <laughs> they have like you could get all kind
3: of shit in the crust yeah. but like it was a big deal back then I don't right, well, like <laughs> cheese and crust either <laughs> such a weirdo I love cheese sticks like cheesy bread we're,
0: nah, we'll we'll do that next off season we'll just have we'll just have you can list all of your food weird takes yeah all of your weird food options and we will just e- either agree or yell at you.
2: <laughs> also just really quick you can uh buy a ticket to the Hawks game next week and spend more money on a slice of DiGiorno at the United Center.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to. I'm going to buy resale, so like it doesn't count as an extra sold ticket. But I feel like it, the if the tickets are going to be that low, like I was gonna say,
3: two of my friends bought tickets for 35 each for plus like fees, um, for the lower bowl, and they were like two drinks in. They they 100 percent, God, <laughs> paid more for their drinks than their wow. tickets.
0: I that's. That's crazy that tickets are not surprising
3: though. They, they, To be fair, they got them like, you know, to be fair, they got them. Thank you. They got there like, like right before the game, like not too, too, too far. And then they were like, I don't know, like five minutes into the first period when they actually walked in. So
2: the only reason that makes me so mad is just the words make 99 cents on the dollar for all that alcohol. It's not like a normal building well, because they're the distributor too. Then I'll know. get a Pepsi. Hey, if you sign up for the um, they haven't had Pepsi since like two thousand five. Uh, if you if you sign up for the uh, if you sign up to be a DD, they'll give you a free. clip, I think. That's
0: right. That is that is correct. That is the uh, that's the the pro tip. Free free tips for the three people from wilson this and actually go to games anymore.
2: We could probably make you guys a quick guide for the site if you want. <laughs> yeah, but but if
3: you're gonna go to the Hawks right now, you're gonna want to be drinking.
0: Yeah. To yeah.
2: Shea. Well, I'm on right. a sober kick right now because I need to lose some weight. <laughs> so, like, and the so Hawks make games. me fat by drinking. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> all right. Let's, let's wrap this all up. We're already on the topic of food and drinks anyway, so I understand the Shay has a, a, a take in the food category, something like that. So go ahead. The floor is all yours. Okay. Uh, <clears throat>
1: this might be the fact that I'm a pansexual non-binary person. Uh, fruity drinks uh, are underrated drastically um like fruity cocktails are the best cocktails uh, probably the best alcoholic drinks and sex on the beach besides having a fantastic name is probably the best drink known to man
3: i don't know about sex on the beach but the rest of that 100 agree fruity drinks are better and you can get fucked up faster <laughs> and they might like there's always more alcohol in them true but at the same time you might not be able to taste it as much so you can drink more quicker um and in the long run, they end up being even though they're more expensive, they end up being cheaper for you because um, you'll have been again fucked up faster.
1: Exactly, and also uh, I forgot where I was going. Uh, you know, oh, they're they're more caloric, but who cares? Like you're you're drinking anyway. <laughs> like even if you're drinking whiskey, you're still adding calories to your diet.
0: Um, I I got away from most cocktails for a very long time because of all the reasons you guys mentioned. Because you don't know how much is like you don't know how much booze is in there. You get fucked up way too fast. Things go sideways. At least I was always confident with, I know how much alcohol is in this beer. I know how many of these I can drink reasonably without getting too destroyed and hangovers get worse as you get older. So I didn't want to drink quite as much alcohol, but I've slowly made my way started making my way back into mixed drinks. I mean, obviously the quantity is way down because you know, I'm not 19, but, uh, the, there's there's a lot of good ones out there there's like a lot of the whiskey concoctions that people are making now are phenomenal so i don't know if that counts as a fruity one though i mean they put fruit in them
3: yeah i mean kind of we're i she's probably really talking about the ones that are like the actual like
0: bright pink yeah.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: okay yeah i i don't know if it if comes gotten... in a
3: tiki cup like if it comes in a yeah. funky thing,
0: yeah. Or 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 like the or like a
1: big it. scorpion bowl, yeah.
0: Yeah,
3: oh sign me up God. for anything that's in a fish bowl too. Like ready for
0: exactly. It. So so if, if margaritas are under this umbrella, then I'm all for it because
1: I yeah, mean, I mean like yeah. margaritas can be a, like neon. There, there's neon blue margaritas. margaritas.
0: Like if speaking of drinks that they were really good at hiding the liquor in, Jesus, yeah. gra- if you go to like there's a lot of Mexican restaurants all over the Chicagoland area. The margaritas are never not deadly.
1: But also I think, I think I think you can cut off the first part. Margaritas are never
2: not deadly. That's <laughs> okay.
0: I haven't I haven't been to Mexican restaurants really outside the Chicago area so I can't speak to them but
2: yeah. Yeah. I I think my palate's been shaped too much by the fact that I'm always at shows. So like if you're playing a show or you're going to watch like you really are going to have like beer or shots, you know. And so it's like I mostly you're like drinking tequila straight up, silver. Okay. <sighs> or I was like, going to say, you could, you could get fruity shots, like lemon drops exist. You know, like <laughs> yeah, but then I'm going to have a stomachache. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my stomach's pretty sensitive to sugar. Uh, but, like, if we're playing and you go to the green room, like, they just have beer for you for free, and it's like, okay, cool, it's free. Um, but I, like, I enjoy that. I like a margarita sometimes. I like uh, mules, Mexican mules specifically. Uh, or like i'll have a vodka soda but I, i'm pretty boring and i'm not doing that to be like oh fuck that other shit like i think everybody should enjoy what they want i just am not very fun
0: <laughs> i'm should. just
2: no i'm just being bleak but i like enjoy like i love beer so okay. that's just my palate i think me and lbr right are are both firmly kind of anti-beer, team anti-beer.
0: Yeah, Webred. No, and that's
2: cool. Like, I don't think everybody should like it. Everybody's palate's different and everybody likes different things and your body also reacts differently, you know?
3: It's true. Pretty drinks um, all the way,
2: though. But also, yeah. like, for me, like I said, too, if I'm playing, I can drink a beer and like, a 30 or 40-minute set, a couple beers. Yeah, I can't you're not drink, trying to get fucked up. I mean, yeah, like, you can't drink, like, a fucking, you know, cocktail where you're going to be shot into space. And then I'm gonna fall over. <laughs> okay, so basically my my rap on this is like I'm a shot in a beer kind of person, but if I have a bar at my house, I want to have a little bit of everything because I'm not. I don't want to have the reputation of like, oh, I don't like anything else. It's like everybody should be able to like what they like. And I'm also like on the sober October a little bit because uh, I have to. I want to cut some weight, but also I have to record some vocals, and I'm not a good singer. And alcohol is really bad for your voice.
0: <laughs> Ax- Axel Rose disagrees. It's um, really hard to sing. <laughs>
3: when you say you like everything, isn't there like a thing that like you're not supposed to have liquor after beer? Like, isn't, isn't like,
1: yes. What is so it? Yeah. Beer, beer, before beer, before, before, beer before liquor, never been
2: sicker. Liquor yeah. before beer, you're in the clear. You're supposed for to. Me, I mean, that's bullshit for me. You're supposed I to start <laughs> with the higher <laughs> alcohol
0: content and work your way down.
2: No, like you drink, you take a shot yeah. and then you have a beer and you have another shot. You you can alternate. It's, it's just. You have to eat good first. The people don't. They make the mistake of not eating, thinking so they want to get water. fucked up. Yeah, uh, yes. It, it's eating and Drink drinking. water,
0: kids. Yeah, drink yeah. your water. The,
2: the, the last thing in
1: your the last thing to hit your lips shouldn't be alcohol. It should be water before you go to bed, or, and that's how you or, avoid. Or, uh, but
0: if you have too many fruity drinks and you pass out, you better hope okay. there's water. Maybe, in maybe it's
1: me, here. but I, I don't pass out after fruity drinks.
0: Honestly, I, I've I,
1: never. <laughs> Nope. I, feel, oh.
3: I get to a high and then I am good to cruise for a while yeah, yeah. that
1: and I, it's a slow cruise too it's nice. yeah
3: it's not you're gonna it's gonna take a while for you to come down so if you do it smart enough you get drunk real quick and then you plateau for a while and you're good <sighs> to go and you'll eat you'll drink water and you'll be good
2: I mean you could do that with jameson too or crown like I drink water with crown
3: <laughs> i yeah. do, I do love whiskey um in general so like I'll do that too but Beer is not my thing. And if I'm going to drink something that's not a mixed drink, it's gonna be cider. So I guess fruit still, Mm -hmm. technically.
2: Either way, nobody wants to hear my voice in general. So when I have too much alcohol, (laughs) my voice is dried out. I just sound like death. I can't hit any fucking notes and it's terrible.
0: I I think the main the main issue I have with most mixed drinks in general is just that like you will those can hit you out of the blue. Like you, you don't realize how much liquor was in that last drink that you just finished. And like, you're sitting, you're sitting at the, sitting at the bar talking to people around you. And then you stand up and you're like, Oh, I'm really fucked up and I have an entirely full drink that I have to go, go back and drink after this. So that's where, that's where the, the caution flag comes out for me. Cause with, with beer, I think it, it doesn't, it doesn't hit you out of nowhere like it does with mixed drinks because the alcohol content can vary greatly. Based off I'm gonna disagree
1: how, with that because I I I think just standing up whenever you're sitting down and drinking is like automatically is gonna be like what yeah. the hell? Just well, yeah, of-
0: but it's it's the degree to which that alcohol hits you, and if you've been, I feel like if I don't, know, I, I've yeah, had- I'm
2: with you on this, Dave, because when you go to the airport, some of them you have to get mixed <laughs> drinks,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it's never consistent. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm with not anti
0: mixed drinks. I'm just like it's more of like a a. uh personal uh just just experience yeah. at this point that like i don't i have to like i feel like i've retired from the mixed drinks just because i know what can happen
3: you like the consistency of
0: there there's the bigger. word consistency yeah. exactly it's will well,
2: say this now when we all have a box together at a game one day i'll know what to order everybody well about. we'll be the
0: only four people there <laughs> <laughs> i didn't specify
2: what team's game it was i just said a game <laughs>
0: We'll we'll go to Hawks and uh Hawks and Coyotes in March if they have a game and we will we the four of us will walk in and double the attendance. We'll yeah. the and, uh, and, uh, and we're we're,
1: we're rooting we're rooting for every coyote's goal just like the
2: coyotes were rooting for every like Buffalo goal years ago. Oh uh, uh, I'm guys, sitting here with a coyote's hat on, so <laughs> don't judge me.
3: I was gonna say you guys should come to the Nashville game that's gonna be uh Fuck. What New Year's Day? Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I want to be around Predators fans with the Hawks being this bad.
3: Uh I've never actually had any problems with Predators fans. Right. Um they're usually really nice, but uh I'm a girl, so I'm not totally sure that's that doesn't play into it because I also don't pay for a lot of drinks when I'm there. Um my friend uh Rebecca gets a ton of free drinks just by existing, so. I kind of lived vicariously through that, but <laughs> Preds fans are really nice, um, have always been really nice to me. One time I was in a box seat and a guy shared his nachos with me <laughs> because I mm. couldn't get out and he just, like, they were having, like, they had food being served in their thing that was bought for by, like, a company and my friend Trish was like, oh, man, I wish we had food and he was like, do you want some, like, nachos? We have, like, lots of nachos and we were like, well, yes, I would love some free food. See,
0: so. we, well, The way this is going to have to work is we're going to have to be close enough to you to reap all these rewards of all the free stuff, but not close enough where anybody thinks we're with you.
3: Yeah, yeah. we were with That's guys. how we make them. this work. We were with friends that were male friends at the time. They uh, were sitting uh, right next to us. Uh, so. And it's really uh, it's less, less me and
2: more my friend. Um, it's a good friend but, to have. <laughs> like just existing. Um, the, the only but, stranger who's bought me drinks at a Hawks game was uh, I went to a game with my boss and his buddy is married to Sarah Spain and he was really cool. I think he runs the heckler.
0: Yes, he does. Yeah. I,
2: and Brad.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: And I met him he was super cool and he was buying us drinks and like he was buying everybody pork tacos. (laughs) I don't know. He was a cool guy, but uh, I don't think that was anything to do with who I was. I think it was just who my boss was.
3: Uh, Trick also is find older Guys that are, like, talking about hockey and talk to them, they'll give lots of those. That happened in Philly. They gave this, like, these two older gentlemen who had been, like, Philly people, like, they they were huge Flyer fans. They bought, like, everybody in our little section, not, like, the whole, whole section, but, like, we were in one of the little side corner pieces. They bought, like, the two rows around us drinks, essentially, because they were just really excited us talking. And that's happened at Bridgestone, too, where older gentlemen had, like, Oh, how many do you think they'll score? It was during that uh, that game where Ronta and Darling both came in and they both let in like a million goals, but so did the Predators. Like it was one of those like back and forth games. So,
0: so so I, the other episode we're gonna have to do in the post in the off season is uh, Betsy explains how to get free drinks at hockey games,
2: and then I'm yes. gonna test it on on single older women at the <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: well for and- science. Sign. Yeah,
2: for science. And if I'm walking in a straight line at the end of the game, you'll know I didn't do very good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. All right. Well, I, I can't think of a better place to wrap up this episode than right there. So, so let's go ahead and put a bow on this edition of Musings on Madison. Uh, stay tuned to SecondCityHockey.com. We're going to keep writing about this team for better or for worse. Hope to God for better. Um, the the main account is at 2NDCityHockey on Twitter. You can follow me at SCH underscore Dave M. Uh, Mill is at Mill182. Shepherd is at Shepherd Price. Uh, Betsy's not on Twitter, but you can find all our stuff under the name LBR at secondcityhockey.com where all of our content will be. We'll have more podcasts, more previews, more recaps, more uh, yelling at the clouds between games, as we all try and make it through whatever the hell this team is doing right now. And um, yeah, keep coming back. Hopefully, uh, hopefully next week isn't such a group therapy session and hopefully have more hockey to talk about instead of just talking about booze for three hours. But Maybe we'll just talk about booze for five hours next week based on whatever the hell this team does. Um, But thanks thanks for everyone for hanging out again tonight. Thank you very much for listening. And as always, please, for the love of God.